This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we preview the 49th annual cross-country and track and field alumni meet with women's head coach Jay Hartshorn. Plus, we get our fall sports previews rolling with women's and men's soccer. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates men's soccer team held the first practice of the year at 7 a.m. last week on Garcelon Field. And on Tuesday, September 7, they'll compete in the first official intercollegiate match for Bates Fall Sports since 2019, when the Bobcats take on Maine Maritime Academy at 3.30 p.m. on Russell Street Field. Senior captains, defender James Peter, midfielder Owen Kelleher, and forward Alec Schwartzovich join the Bobcast to preview the season. James, we'll start with you. How's that back line looking here? You're a senior captain. You've got some younger goalies behind you, but how's the chemistry going so far? Things are going great so far. Um, we've had, you know, six days of good training so far at preseason. We've got some huge shoes to fill, obviously losing um, some important players in the back line over the past couple of years. But, you know, some of the young guys we really have a lot of trust in, and the, the goalkeepers are coming along great, and I think um, we'll be able to work really well so far this season. There's a lot of competition among the guys because there's obviously only a few spots, right? Definitely, yeah. I mean, the team is super deep this year, so there's been some great competition in practice so far, and Tyler's going to have some tough choices to make for sure. What's that depth looking like in the midfield, Owen? Yeah, we have a lot of depth in the midfield as well, um, from returning seniors who have seen a lot of minutes there um, to freshmen who have been on campus for a week. Um, and I think that's really important in the NESCAC um, where you have so many games and they're so competitive and intense. Um, in such a short period of time um, and being able to come off and have somebody replace you um, whatever their background may be and whatever experience they might have um, being able to trust in them and trust in the fact that they're going to put in a good performance um, is hugely important great and let's move up to the forward spot uh, Alec how's it looking with uh, you and your teammates up there yeah it's it's a really strong group of forwards this year uh, especially some of the younger guys are, are extremely talented and one thing I'll mention about that is obviously with, with last year being a wash due to COVID, there's a lot less experience in the forward group. Um, so I think kind of some of the impetus is on me to, to string those guys along and um, make sure they get up to speed quickly because those are guys who are going to be extremely impactful for us this year and we're going to need to score a lot of goals. Uh, but definitely a very talented group. James, I saw I was there the first day of practice, 7 a.m. Right away, Coach Shake puts you guys through a you know tough conditioning drill there. What's he like as a head coach? Um, he expects a lot out of us for sure, uh, but there's um, a really soft side to Tyler as well that not a lot of people see. Um, he cares a lot about all of us um, on a much deeper level than just as a soccer player. Um, he makes us all better men, and you know, like I said, when you come into preseason, Tyler expects you to be fit, be ready to play, and have a good attitude, and so that's all he really expects of us, and you know, we're really lucky to have him. And Owen, for those who don't know, I believe Tyler originally recruited you to a different college, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, Knox College in Illinois. Um, it's where Tyler was before Bates. Um, recruited me there and then uh, came to Bates before my freshman year. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that, that my path did end up crossing again with uh, Coach Shake and that we're at Bates together. What's the journey been like for you? Obviously, we, we've talked about this before, but it's been an interesting one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, freshman year obviously just didn't work out for me. Um, wasn't as happy as I would have liked to be. 
in Illinois, um, and my sister went to Bates, and obviously Coach Shea coming here, um, and just you know the background that Bates has, not only with athletics, but also just the academics of it. Um, Maine's obviously a beautiful place to be, and I think that it was a bit of a longer road, and especially COVID kind of threw a twist in that, but um, I think when you don't have like the most amazing experience, it kind of makes you appreciate the smaller things a little bit more. Um, and so I'm hoping that that reflects this season a bit um, on the field and that guys kind of have that little bit of extra edge to them um, because we haven't played a game in about 20 months. Um, and so I think it'll take take a second or two to get up to speed, but hopefully we can do that quickly. And once we do, that we use that extra energy that we've been, been holding up inside for the last uh, year and a half or so since COVID hit. Yeah, certainly. I mean, last year, the, the practice season, if you will, what was that like from your perspective, Alec? Yeah, I think it was difficult uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously we weren't able to play games and and for a big portion of it we weren't able to to have contact practices either so we had to get creative with things and I think one of the the things we emphasized a lot was being one of the fittest teams in the country Um, and you mentioned the the fitness test on the first day we had a number of guys hit scores that that weren't even approached last year so I think that's going to be something this year that that's much improved on our team and kind of stems from from how we had to practice last year is, is improved fitness levels. James, what are some goals that maybe you have set for yourself or the team has set for this season? Yeah, I mean, get a lot of wins, you know. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a good a good season back in 2019, um, and there's a lot that we can build on still. But, you know, we we're looking to make a, a deep run in, in the playoffs. So, And then, Owen, I believe you're familiar with the NCAA tournament. You want to go back, right? Absolutely. Um, I think one thing that drew a lot of people debates, um, especially in the recent years since Tyler got here, is, the ability for us to make history. Um, Bates has never made the NCAA tournament. Um, can't remember the last time they really won any sort of title. And I think everybody on the team knows that there's an opportunity for us to, to be the first there and not just to make the NCAA tournament, but to make a deep run. Um, and I mean, the goal in my mind is to get a trip down to North Carolina um, because I think that we are a top, a top team in the nation that deserves a spot there. And there's a long way to go, a lot of games to win, but that's absolutely something that we have marked in the calendar. And Alec, obviously the team has a ton of talent. We've seen it the past few years, um, even last year when you didn't have a season. But the NESCAC is very talented as well, right? I mean, it's going to be a battle every match. Yeah, the NESCAC is, is an incredibly competitive league. Uh, in my opinion, it's the best Division three soccer you're going to find anywhere in the country. Um, and one thing we know, too, is that just like some guys on our team are coming back for additional seasons, teams on other or guys on other NESCAC teams have done the same thing. So it's only going to be more competitive this year and make it more difficult to win games. Uh, we think we're the best we've ever been, but we also know other teams are going to be, be the best they've ever been. So definitely going to be an exciting season, and, and we hope we can produce some of those wins for you guys. The women's soccer team opens its season under the lights on Garcelon Field at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, September 7. Like the men's team, the women's team has a big roster. And head coach Joe Barry is excited to see what his squad can accomplish. We're certainly really excited. And the the fact that, um, you know, being able to be outdoors again, compete, have our whole group together um, has been through the roof. And, and so it's uh, been really, really exciting for that opportunity. Uh, a little bit of panic that we're only a week out, um, but also, uh, like I said, for sure, some, some excitement.
We've seen the seniors before. We've seen the juniors in their first years here. We haven't seen, though, half your class. We haven't seen the sophomores at all. Yeah. We haven't seen the first years at all. Yeah. Tell us what can we expect from this younger group. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been really happy with the, the younger group. And um, even though they're really inexperienced, like you said, uh, the sophomores kind of got a year of um, development without any games. And, and we did get a couple of scrimmages yeah. towards the end there in the spring. So they, they'd get a, lot of, a little bit of experience in there. So... Um, but yeah, it's it's been really funny to talk of, to them because now we've you know we've got two classes that have actually really never been through a fall and uh, and last night we had the team over for dinner at our house and uh, we were talking about convocation coming up and the sophomores were like what's convocation like we have no idea uh, and so not only is it some things that uh, on on the athletic side of things that they're trying to get used to you know there's some things just in in campus in general that they're they're trying to get used to and how have you seen the upper class student athletes the seniors and even the juniors take kind of leadership role with some of these more inexperienced players who haven't gone through a normal year at Bates yeah the our, our returning players and um, the the junior and, and the senior classes that we have have been really great and um, you know so they've really taken the ideas and the thoughts that we've put together and, and gone forward with it and they've done a really nice job of including the the sophomores in the first years and um, even though you know the sophomores are here we're there we're freshmen last year there's still a big learning curve and trying to figure out names because we had so many restrictions that, you know, for a while uh, we had to keep staying pods. And so, you know, some of the, the returning players only met some of the sophomores until like their second semester. And um, so it's uh, it, it's been an interesting piece of that. But they uh, I've been really, really proud with with that group in the way that um, they've responded and included our group and um, kind of the direction the program's going. Obviously, it's a big roster, so a lot of decisions for you to make. But tell us maybe about possible projected starters on the front line on defense in the midfield, possibly. Yeah, yeah, big roster for us for sure. And that's a little bit of um, just carryover over the last couple of years and kind of the transition in pieces and things like that with the program. So, um, you know, we're, we're constantly kind of moving players around. And so it, um, it, our, our group is really competitive. There's not much difference from top to bottom. And so it's going to be difficult for us to, to kind of come up, I think, with starting 11, which is a good problem to have. Um, and then I feel like it's going to be something where we're going to have a group consistently competing for, for starting positions. Um, and, you know, ideally that's what we want. And so that'll hopefully breed a little bit of the competition that we have within our group. And, you know, obviously to survive a NESCAC season in, in 15 games in, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks, whatever it is, that the depth piece is, is quite vital, and um, that, that's going to help us a lot. Tell us about the senior class, starting with, I guess, the uh, senior goalie, Kat Knuckles, who returns. Um, she took a leave last year, and so now she's back. She actually has three years of experience under her belt, right? Yeah, she's the only player that has three years of experience on a 33-player roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... Um, but no, we're we're ecstatic, we're ecstatic to have Cat back, um, and um, she's been great for this uh, program, obviously for for all those years, and um, and and we're we're really happy with the direction that she's um, helping our players out with, and, and continue to to navigate and go through things. Um, but again, then you know after that, Sophie Matt, Andy Doig, um, Lauren Barabee, and then and then you can argue also Courtney Gray. Courtney Gray's uh, kind of in that where she took a year off and is is trying to navigate some things also on that. Uh, so even though they're like the smallest class that we have on the roster, they 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 bring I think the most for us um, in that sense of things. And you know not to take anything away from 
our younger players as leaders. Um, but that that's a good nucleus that's stuck with me and in, in as uh, as I've been with the program as well. And I was at practice the other day. I really saw Elizabeth Patrick taking a leadership role. It seems like as a junior. Yeah, EP's a spark plug uh, and uh, is just great energy all the time. Um, and like I said, that the junior class is um, we've we've been really happy with the direction that they're going on on the leadership piece of things. And so. Um, we really believe that you know every player on our team is a leader, and, and we really try and, and, and preach that. Um, EP is just one of those ones that's a little bit more comfortable telling people her opinion. Um, but yeah, well, our, expect- our, our expectation is for a lot of our players to step up in, in, in any type of role. Uh, so. When you survey the NESCAC, I mean, how, how close have you paid attention to what other schools have been kind of handling this the last couple of years we've had here? Yeah, I mean, we're the 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 conference. We're all um, we're, we're all friendly with the coaches, and um, the players honestly probably know a lot more than we do because you know they got friends at all these other schools, and um, you know, so every every school's had its hurdles and restrictions and trying to f- balance and figure that out. So um, I'm really happy with the opportunity that we had. I, I feel like it was a really great year of growth for us, even though we did have a lot of those restrictions. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see how many schools have players staying for fifth years and those types of things. And um, so, but you know, we're we're young enough and in, to the point where we are in the developmental phase. We, you know, we're we're just trying to focus on ourselves and and really deal with the things that we have in house and, and go that direction. You touched on you did have scrimmages in the spring. I think you scrimmaged Bowden, right? Yeah. What did you kind of learn from those? Uh, a, a lot. I think um, for us, I, I think the big thing was for that first year class now, our sophomores, to, to get a little bit of a pace of the, the, the speed of things, that just to understand how fast. And, um, and then it was also really just good for us as a group to focus on uh, development. So we, we, played, uh, we played at Bowdoin one weekend and the following weekend we played them at home. And so that, that gave us a little bit of that routine where we could spend a week in practice focusing on what we wanted to to uh, fix and what things we felt we did well and um, and so I, I think it was a really good tester I think also too it was just a, a, a really great piece and, and you know kudos to our administration staff uh, for making that happen it was um, it was really worth it for our players to put in that year of work and then actually get something towards the end uh, and, and so that that part I was uh, I was I was the happiest about so non-conference match coming up uh, a week from Tuesday here. Yep. What do you, what do you look to see? What are you, what are you evaluating uh, in that non-conference match? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's um, for us. We're we're going to be tinkering a little bit with our lineup uh, and trying to piece those things together. Um, Maine Maritime Academy is a good club and, and good school, and um, you know they won their conference tournament last year. So you know they've got a team that's got uh, NCAA tournament experience. So it's going to be a good good test for us. Um, but our, our goal will be, you know, can we, are we taking in the things that we've been focusing here in preseason uh, on the defensive and the offensive side of things? Um, and then I think it also will be a, a, an opportunity for us to evaluate uh, for, the, for the following weekend um, you know, when we host Hamilton. The one against Maine Maritime, if I'm not mistaken, will be under the lights at Garcelon. Yeah, w- w- 8 p.m. Tuesday on yeah. Garcelon, yeah. And so that's interesting because you practice on Garcelon, you practice on Russell Street Field also, but turf and grass big difference for soccer yeah specifically it's um you know up here in Maine the grass is a little thicker too so the, so the play is a little slower in that sense of things um but you know kudos to, to Scott Lehman and again our, our facility staff um Russell's in great shape uh we also have the opportunity to use Leahy a little bit 
uh, which is the outfield for the baseball diamond. So we do have some options. Um, but it's hard to replicate the magic of when you're playing right in the middle of campus. Um, and, and that's the neat part there about Garcelon. And so we're, we're lucky to, to have uh, those types of facilities because we do have not some non-conference games where we play on turf. And so it allows us to kind of flip back and forth and, and figure it out. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about the upcoming season that uh, you wanted to talk about? No, I just want to, you know, reiterate we're, we're really happy where we are with our group and, um, and, and the growth that they've shown um, within this past year. And, and I, I really think the, 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 the COVID year was, was a big silver lining for us where we had an opportunity to focus on ourselves. And, um, you know, we've really just tried to imprint onto our group what we want to be able to do. But, um, you know, so it, it was a, a huge collective lift in that aspect of things. And so, you know, all across the board, not only in our department, but, you know, across the way in sports med, you know, it was a it was a heavy lift to get through last year. And, uh, you know, thanks to all of them to, to get us to where we are this year. All right, Joe Very, looking forward to women's soccer season. Thanks so much. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate it. The cross-country teams kick off the fall sports season this Saturday when they host the 49th annual alumni meet at the Russell Street Track. Women's head coach Jay Hartshorn previews the meet and gives us a look at her team entering the 2021 season. Last year was oddly fun because we did it virtually and we had so much participation and so now we're still actually trying to push the virtual component as well so we can feel like okay here's the number of people that came back but here's the amount of people that are participating virtually for both women and men so hopefully we'll like keep that go going and it will be whether you run here or whether you run something else is something that you just do as part of your uh, Labor Day weekend. So yeah, people like email in their results or how does that work? Yeah, last year we made a really big deal about it yeah. and like gave them a whole week and yeah. posted pictures and stuff. But now we're just looking mostly for day and time and what year you graduated and that you ran and we'll make, you know, compile them and get them all together. I know folks are registering this year, so you probably have a pretty good idea about who's going to show up. Yeah, it's different, which is kind of nice to know, like, oh, here's who's coming. Um, so we have really good numbers so far. We just had another little flurry today, um, but it will definitely help us plan, especially as we look towards, you know, next year with it being the big one. Right, next year being number 50 overall. But I'm curious for, for your team in particular, what's it like for like the current student athletes to meet you know, some of the alums for perhaps the first time? Yeah, and it's, it's usually really fun. We didn't have any of that last right. year. So it really feels like two sets of first years, mm -hmm. you know, and which is if we have about 31 on our team right now, almost 20 are in that first year sophomore group. So it does feel like two thirds of your team has not had any of these experiences before. Um, so it is nice for them to like start getting to to know people outside of maybe Instagram and that kind of thing. And we have a pretty, some of them are a pretty consistent group, you know, of people that come back um, year after year and local people as well. Last week you had your runners out there for their first practice of the year at six in the morning. Oh, is that, a, <laughs> is that typical to have them up and early like that? It's typical that we chase the weather during preseason. <laughs> okay, so enough, yeah. I don't know if I'm a morning person <laughs> either, but um, when you know the rest of the day is going to be hot and sticky mm -hmm. and yucky, you just do it when it's going to be better. So, but today we just went one step forward. Gotcha. Yeah, they're actually running right now. In fact, um, well, how's the team look so far? I mean, I know you have, you know, Jill Richardson is back, right? And you have um, some other key runners from uh, Tara Ellard uh, in addition as well. Some of the standouts from previous years, right? 
Yeah, so those two definitely um, will be big, big factors in the team. And then there's a whole other group that are juniors now mm-hmm. that we probably knew freshman year that they were going to, you know, get in and mix it up as Jillian is also a junior and people that had good pandemic years that were really fit and, and running well all year. And those people are still looking good and running well. Um, and then we will have some first years and sophomores definitely factor in. Um, what was really noticeable on Friday when we were out here at 6 a.m. was we have depth, and um, and that's going to be really exciting because it will be, uh, it's not our style to be very competitive with each other, but it will be competitive to get um, top seven spots and top 15 spots to go to national, uh, to go to NESCACs for sure. And I know without getting too into the weeds, it's a little bit different in terms of regions this year, right? Looking forward to the season a little bit. Yeah, that's, um, I, I just kind of read it and I said, okay, we have a different region. I mean, we sort of knew it was maybe happening and then all of a sudden it happened. So it'll be really different, um, our region this year to only, um, see a fraction of New England um, and we're gonna see some really really good teams in there for sure which is exciting but it's it's gonna be different than lining up with 65 teams which is the reason they did it was the regions were way too big um, but you know NESCAC is gonna be more special because that will feel like we won't see these teams again unless we make it to nationals um, because most of the conference is in the other region. You have the alumni meet this weekend. Then you have the wave races with Colby, right? So it's kind of a nice sort of a soft landing a bit before you get into real competition. I suppose. Yeah, and like clearly we sort of set ourselves up that way. What's yeah. interesting is this year, so we've been doing that wave race since I've been here, which is now my 17th year, which is like hard to believe we've been doing that for so long because it's like, no, we, we just got here, all of us. But um, Bowden's coming for the first time this year. They have a new coach, and we invited them to come to the Wave Race. So that will be fun to do a little, like, CBB thing at the beginning of the year, um, different distance, different course, um, and sort of get our feet wet and meet each other. You're going to run against those Bowden and Colby people so many times. So it's sort of fun to start off on, like, a, like, hey, we're all doing the same thing, and then it definitely gets more competitive from there. Great. Well, any other thoughts you want to share about the upcoming season and perhaps the alumni meet specifically? Uh, no, well, it's not too late to sign up, <laughs> so you can do that. It's not too late to run virtually. We'll yeah. take anyone. And we also take all track people, track and fields. You don't have to just be a cross-country alum. You can be a track and field alum. We'll take you. We take parents. We'll take kids. We take dogs. So whoever wants to, if you want to be on campus, you need a mask and you need to sign up. If you want to do it virtually, you just have to send us an Instagram or an email and we'll see you there. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll continue previewing our fall sports seasons with the field hockey, volleyball, and football teams. Stick with the Bobcast all fall as we keep you updated on the long-awaited return to competition. Catch you next week on the Bates Bobcast. <laughs> Why don't we end the happy day?